This podcast is brought to you by DreamEnglish.com and the Dream English Kids YouTube channel. Welcome to the Dream English Kids Teaching Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Hi, everyone. How are you today? I hope you're well wherever you are around the world. Okay, so let's get right into it. Today, I'm going to talk about my top five classroom games. When talking about games, I think for me as a teacher and a lot of teachers I've talked to, it's really great. You can just have four or five or six games that you can recycle. You don't have to have a new game every class. And the great thing about this, especially in a ESL or EFL learning environment, you don't have to explain the rules every time. The children understand the games. They get to know the games. And then it's just really fun for them. And what you do is you change up the vocabulary of the games as you uh, go into new topics in your classroom. A few things I want to mention before getting into the games. Most of these games I would use for ages four and up. You can play games with younger children, but you have to be very careful about the games, the game pieces, and mostly I use songs and books for the younger ages. So for the older ages, four and up, I use a lot of games. Um, and the number one thing I also want to talk about, very important, is safety. Make sure that your classroom is a safe environment for the children. If you're playing a ball toss game or you might be throwing a ball, make sure there's nothing the kids can fall onto if they fall trying to catch the ball or if they're moving around the classroom, make sure that it's always safe for them. Okay, so the number five game uh, is What's Missing? The What's Missing game is very simple. Let's say that you're using animal vocabulary and you have animal vocabulary flashcards. Say you have five flashcards, dog, cat, rabbit, snake, bird. First, I would teach the vocabulary to the children, show the flashcard, have them repeat it, do this a few times until they're comfortable. Then ask maybe three students to come to the front, give them three flashcards, so one flashcard per student, so one student gets the dog, the next student gets the cat, the next student gets the bird. Have the students show the flashcard to the other students. And then you can even point to the flashcard and say, what's this? And get them to say, dog, what's this? Cat, what's this? Bird, okay? Then you ask the students who aren't standing and holding the flashcards to close their eyes and you turn one of the flashcards over. Then after you've turned the flashcard over, you ask the students who are not standing up, who are hopefully, I have my students sit down if they're not in the front of the class, ask them, what's missing? And you say, oh, there's a dog and there's a bird. What flashcard is missing? Oh, and then hopefully they'll say cat. If they don't say cat, you can um, prompt them a little by saying meow, meow, or something like that. And at first, of course, they might not get the idea. So you could say, oh, is it a cat? I don't know. Let's turn around. It's a cat. Yay. So uh, and then what I usually do is I let a lot of students, uh, maybe the whole class, if it's not too big, take turns coming to the front. 
And you can also have four or five students come to the front if you have more flashcards and turn over two cards and then um, ask the students to guess what's missing. My next favorite game, the number four in the top five classroom games, is the vocabulary sit-down game. Now, let's say we're teaching the same group of, uh, same topic of vocabulary, for example, animals. We have the dog, cat, bird. Maybe we have a snake and a fish. So the snake could be kind of the scary card. Of course, some kids aren't afraid of snakes, but you could say, oh no, it's a snake, it's a snake. So you have all the students stand up and as a teacher, you're going to show the vocabulary. And what I usually do is I, is I start marching in place and ask the students to do it with me. And then we get kind of a little chant feeling rhythm going. So we're walking and sometimes I even clap my hands and I'll say, dog, and the students repeat, dog, cat, cat, bird, bird. And then when you pull out the snake card, you say snake and the students have to sit down and say, oh no, and kind of cover their eyes like they're scared. Now, of course, you have to teach them first that the snake is the scary card, right? Uh, and if you don't like using the idea of scary, just the be careful card or something like that. So um, you have to first show them the snake card and say, when you see the snake, you say, sit down and say, oh no, and then try it a few times. Um, uh, in this game, you can use a lot of cards and then build up a little suspense, like pretend, oh, the snake's coming, oh no, it's the bird. Kids love that kind of thing. You can use this for any kind of vocabulary. You can even use this for fruit and you can put a snake card in there or weather and you can put a dragon or dinosaur, any, any way you want. You can be very creative with this game. My number three game in the top five classroom games is the memory game. You might remember this game from when you were a child. You have a set of cards, and on the front of the cards, you have two matching cards. These are usually small game cards. And you can, uh, for example, again, let's just keep talking about animals. So you have two small cards, one with a snake, another with a snake, uh, two with dogs, cats, etc. And you place the cards face down so that the children can't see which card it is, and then maybe you have a set of six different cards and you have the students sit around the circle and they have to pick up a dog and get the match the other dog. And of course, if they get a dog and a cat, then it's the next student's turn. This game is really great. I actually have on the dreamenglish.com website a bunch of memory games that you can download and print um, and use in your classes for different topics like fruit and animals. And I use these games a lot because you can switch out the vocabulary. Kids love this game. It's just so simple and I can use it every week and my students don't get tired of the memory game. Um, yeah, so if you go to dreamenglish.com slash kidsgames, you'll find some links there for some memory game cards you can download, you can make your own, or, of course, if you search the internet, you can probably find some great stuff. 
Okay, my number two favorite game is the ball toss sit down game. This is very simple. You have a ball, and I recommend having a soft, medium sized ball because if you use a hard ball or a small ball, it's kind of hard for the students to catch and kids could get hurt.、Um, or your student could throw it at you, which some of my students love to do for some reason. They get a real kick out of that. So you have the students. Uh, stand in a circle and simply, first, what I do, let's say we're doing numbers. So we'll go around the room, we'll throw the ball and count from 1 to 10 or 1 to 20 or 1 to 30, depending on how many students you have, or if you want to go around the circle a few times. Then, once the students get used to that, you can pick a number. So let's say we have 10 students and we're going to pick the number 5. So, we pick the number five, and then whoever catches the ball as we're throwing it around the circle, and the number five has to sit down. And you keep going around until, and keep, yeah, so one student sits down, you count one, two, three, four, five. The student who catches the ball at five sits down, gives it to the next student, you start again at one, and then you go around again, one, two, three, four, five. The student who catches at number five, Again, has to sit down. And you keep going around until there's one student left, and of course, that student has to say, I won! Again, this is a really fun game, and you can also do this with the ABCs, days of the week, months of the year. You can be very creative with this game. Students love it. They love getting up, they love being active and tossing the ball around. And it's,、uh, it's fun. I like it too. I often play with my students. And now, drum roll please. Da -da 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 the, the last game on the number one and probably most popular, most fun game I've been using for years, students love it, is the tower game. The tower game is very simple. You have、uh, get some paper cups and use kind of large、um, paper sized flashcards, and they have to be hard flashcards、um, or paper stock, something that's not flimsy. You put a cup on the ground. I usually have my students sit on the ground. You, of course, could do this on a table as well. And so you put the one cup down, and then you have, let's say, we have a set of animal flashcards again. You have the students sit around the,、um, the cup in a circle, and you ask the first student, What's this? Or as I like to say, What do you see? And the student sees the animal flashcard, let's say a dog, and they say, Oh, I see a dog. Okay, great. Here you are. You give it to the student. Student says, Thank you. And then the student puts the flashcard on top of the cup. Okay? So then you go and just balances it on the cup. Then you go to the next student. What do you see? Oh, I see a cat. Okay, great. Here you are. Thank you. And the next student. So, you put another cup on top of the first flashcard, and the next student puts the next flashcard on top of that. So, you're building a tower. Okay? And what I like to do is count how many cups we have one, two, or how many flashcards we put one, two, and you have the students count along. And you keep building up, of course, until the tower falls. Or if you run out of flashcards and the tower doesn't fall, You can knock the tower over or have the students blow over the tower. So, this game is a lot of fun, and again, you can use for any 
flashcard vocabulary set that you have. So you can use this game over and over again for years. The questions can get more complicated. Uh, you could show a picture of a boy playing soccer and you can say, what is the boy doing? And the student has to answer, he is playing soccer. So you can, you can see how you can use this for many different levels. Again, I wouldn't use this for really young kids because sometimes the younger kids get a little sad if they accidentally knock the tower over um, or it's their turn the tower falls over. Um, and yeah, just have a lot of fun with it and kids love this game. Since I always finish off the podcast with a little song, today's song is going to be kind of what I call a game song. I'll play a little bit of it. It's the What Color Is It song. And this song you can find, again, on dreamenglish.com. If you go to the lesson plans page, uh, you can get there from the homepage at dreamenglish.com. This song is pretty simple. It just says, What Color Is It? It's red. And the idea of this song is that the students run around the room and they touch the color, uh, something of that color in the room that they hear in the song. Okay? So when I sing, what color is it? What color is it? It's red. Then they would go touch something in the room that's red. Okay, so here we go. What color is it? What color is it? It's red. It's red. What color is it? What color is it? It's yellow. It's yellow. What color is it? What color is it? It's green. It's green. What color is it? What color is it? It's blue. It's blue. the What Color Is It song. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. See you.